The following presentation was recorded live at the River Worship Center in Warsaw, Indiana. We now join the message already in progress. We want to encourage you today. That thing that you've been praying for, that thing that that need that that you've been asking God for, maybe maybe in in secret, maybe in in your quiet time, your prayer time, say, Lord, I'm here. Lord, I'm, I'm expecting something today, and watch what the Lord will do. Amen. Amen. I think we need to, I think we need to, we, we have had such a light expectation in the body of Christ over the, over the past two decades that we're, we're, not seeing, we're not seeing the miracles that they saw in the early church. But I challenge you, I challenge you, go anywhere beginning in Acts through Revelation, and tell me where the miracles stopped, where they ceased. Now, we have the account of John, the revelator, who recorded for us the revelation of Jesus Christ in the last book of the Bible. But do you know that John's, John's disciple, his, he was going into the world making disciples like Jesus said, his disciple, who we know historically his name was Polycarp, continued working miracles. Clement of Alexandria, Clement of Rome, great Bible teachers, disciples, continued doing miracles. When, if, if we were told right then that the, that the miracle working power of God ceased when John died in Ephesus, then why are these guys continuing to perform miracles a hundred years later and two hundred years later? Why are these guys continuing to perform and work miracles? When did it end? God didn't say it. As we're going to find out today, the Lord said, go into all the world preaching the gospel, making disciples. He said, he said, he said, occupy until I come. He said, when I come back, I want to find somebody doing something. Right? I heard a preacher say one time, when, he come, when the Lord comes back for me, I want, to be doing, I want to be busy about his business, even if it's making mistakes. Right? You know, how many times have we heard, especially, especially in the spirit-filled charismatic, Pentecostal, whatever you want to call it. How many times have we heard people say, well, I would, but boy, I just don't want to, I just don't want to get it wrong. I just, boy, I'm afraid I'll make a mistake. Have we heard that? And how, and how are we going to answer the question that follows on that when the Lord said, what hinders you? What hindered you? Right? In the, in, the, in, the, in the teaser for the class that we're doing on Sunday nights. He said, I, and I called you to be an accountant. And he goes, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. What, what are you talking about, accountant? I'm a pastor. I had 750 people in my church. What are you talking about? He says, no, 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 you don't understand. I called you to be an accountant. But I, I have a church of 750 people. He said, if you would have listened to my call, you and another man would have started an accounting firm that would have helped out churches and, you could, and, and there would have been one million souls added to the kingdom. Where are those one million souls? Right? The other guy was an accountant. He said, well, I was an accountant. I, I helped church. He goes, he goes, where are you evangelist? 
No, 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 you don't understand. I, I, I'm an accountant. I, I help churches with their finances. I help them this, that, and the other. He said, where are you, evangelists? Had you listened, I, you would have heard from me, and I would have told you, I want you to be an evangelist. And then where are the 750 souls that I charged you to get with your call, right? And, and, so, and, and sometimes we think that God has abandoned us, amen? Sometimes it feels like God has abandoned us, right? Can I get really serious theologically with you? When sometimes we feel like we're alone, we're, we've been abandoned, that God wouldn't love us anymore, that God, how could God love me? Man, I failed every way possible. I think I invented three or four more new ways to, to fail. How could God love me? Right? When we compare ourselves with other people, we're going to come up short. There are people that, that have more money than I do. You know, there, there are people that, that drive newer vehicles than I do. There are people that have whatever. You name whatever that you, you're judging yourself by, and there are people that got better, right? You know, if we do that, then it, it puts us into a race where we will never be satisfied. Right? We found ourselves in that trap? From time to time, we find ourselves in that trap. <laughs> you know? I, I, I remember, I remember, and you could tell him my, you could tell him my talk, me and, me and brother Dave's son, Dave, were building computers. And man, we had the biggest, the baddest, the fastest. And about the time we'd turn one on, somebody else would come out with a faster one, a bigger, badder, faster one. And so we would rebuild, and we would go bigger, badder, faster. And about the time we would turn it on, somebody else would go bigger, badder, faster. And finally, I just said, you know what? I'm just going to use this one. <laughs> so, I'm just going to keep this one, right? So no matter what we do, if we're not using the right standard... Well, that's something that's a, that's something that I've been I've been working on for, you know, the last 35, 40 years as a as an engineer and engineering, you know, working in engineering. And you, you have to have the right standard. If you don't have the right standard, you'll come up short. All right. You have your mind blown first and foremost, right out the right out the gate today. If you're waiting for a God encounter, this is going to put you on an even playing ground. Are you, you ready? How many of you would consider, I, I talked about the Apostle John, how many of you would consider him, matter of fact, the Bible says he was one of Jesus' favorites when Jesus was on the earth. You know, John the Beloved, right? At the Last Supper, you see his head laying on, on Jesus' chest, right? How many, how many of you would consider him a little higher than you are in rank in, in the Lord? Right? How about the Apostle Paul? He wrote, he wrote three quarters of our New Testament. How many of us, how many of us would say, well, I'm sure, certainly not on, on the same plane as the Apostle Paul, right? How about Billy Graham? How about Billy? Would, would, would we rate Billy Graham closer to God than us? Yeah, most of most, right? I mean, he was you know, a great evangelist, went throughout all the world. You know, millions come to the Lord in his crusades, Right? Are you ready for the big reveal? You know, you cost God as much as the Apostle Paul did. 
He paid the same price for you as he did Billy Graham. God paid the exact same amount for you as he did John, as he did Brother Summerall, as he did. You put whoever you think is a better believer than you and whoever God would appreciate more than you, and God paid the exact same price for you. You're worth something. You're worth something. That's why when we came out of that conference, I'm God's best. You know, he didn't, he didn't get me left over at the flea market. He paid the same price for me. He paid the same price for you. You need to start telling yourself, I'm God's best. And he loves me. He paid the same price for me. Right? I'm not a knockoff. You can't go to Shipshawana and buy me cheap. You got his label inside of you. You're his property. If that don't bless you, your blessers broke. Because God paid the exact same amount for you as he did everyone else in the world. And that's why it makes more sense now when we read that he is no respecter of persons. Isn't it amazing? Now, if, if you go out, and, and I've done this in the, in the past, and, 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 and I, didn't, I, I wanted to save my big truck, so I went out and bought a beater truck, you know, didn't pay a lot of money for it, and didn't really care what I did to it, you know. I, you know lady, at the, lady, lady at Walmart, you know, opened up the door, smashed into the, into the side of it, and I'm like, stinks to be you. Anyway, <laughs> so you couldn't hurt that thing, right? It, it was just an old beater. I didn't care. Some of us have got the attitude with the Lord, at least, that we're, we're, we're just, yeah, man, we just, oh, man, I'm just, I'm glad I'm even in. I don't know what he thinks about me. Let me just tell you something. He's thinking about you all the time. His thoughts are ever upon you, says the word of God. Amen. You said, there may not be a time that I thought about him, but he's never quit thinking about me. There's never, there's never been a time when, when he wondered what I was doing. Now, my kinfolk may be wondering what I'm doing. So, some, of them, some of them say, oh, well, I haven't talked to him in, you know, uh, you know, in, 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 in a month or two. I haven't talked to him, but uh, I'm sure they're okay or we'd have heard something. You know, God never has to worry about that. If he calls me home, you know, he's going to be the first one to know. None of us are going to arrive home and he's going to say, oh, what are you doing here? Well, I, I'm, I wasn't expecting you for, gosh, at least in, you know, another five years. What are you doing here? No, God knows where we are. He knows what you're going through. He knows, he knows every detail of your life. And you know what his desire is? When you're carrying a heavy load or you're going through a dry place, his, his, his heart's desire is, why don't they call on me? Amen. I'm here to help. I'm here for you. Have we not read? Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. And, and, and there he is. It, wouldn't it be crazy? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be? I just think about this in the natural terms. For a little, wouldn't it be crazy? You know, me and Vanessa are kind of close. And we, we have the same address. We got matching rings. Wouldn't it be crazy? If I knew that, that she had a million dollars in the bank and I couldn't have lunch at work because I, I didn't have a penny in my pocket. Does that make sense? 
But that's what believers do to God. He owns the cattle of a thousand hills, but he also owns the hills on which the cattle stands. He owns the ore underneath the hills. He owns the oil inside of there. He owns it all. And it's his good pleasure to give you, his sons, the kingdom. So if I'm going through something, why on earth do I not say, hey, you know, Lord, you said you'd never leave me. You said forsake me. I may feel far from you right now, but that's on my end, not on yours. All right, so as you guys knew, Wednesday night we didn't even get into the first scripture. I at least want to get to the first one. Is that okay? There's that, that's part of my introduction. Let's get into the first scripture. No guarantees where we go from there. All right? I'm just going to mind the Lord. Amen. And I hope you will too. Because at the end of this, you're going to have an opportunity. You have an opportunity all the way through. It's okay to say amen to the word of God. Right. I, I, there's, there's places right now Man, you walk in there, you walk in there and they, they have to, you know, they have to have a put a push button clap or a push button to get people primed to say amen or primed to applaud the word of God. Let me just tell you something. I, I don't want to go back and get the crickets. And we've had a few try to get back in here. They like it here. You know, the Bible says that if, if you hold your peace, even the very rocks will cry out. Well, we've got crickets. And if you hold your peace, you'll hear a cricket praising God. All right. And, and I thought I saw one right back there, but I, I guess not. All right. <laughs> this year, the Lord has had us on a quest here at the river. He's had us on a quest, and it started with, it started with, with, with Matthew in Matthew's gospel. It started on number 22, verse number 37. And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord. Now, you'll notice the Lord is all caps here, Right? That means it's a, it's a, it's a personal title. It's, he's the king. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. You know that part of your mind that's worrying about what's going on in the world? You know that part that the devil tries to get in there and, and put little... little crazy thoughts in there about what if this what if that what if this what if that you know what there's a there's a bigger reality happening than the political climate in the world i want you to know that right now i don't know if any of you were aware of it but just two but two three weeks ago now three weeks ago a, a comet was on a near earth orbit and it and and it came a little closer to the world than, than than they thought they would you know talk about like day after tomorrow and all that other stuff right you know and sorry you know um bruce willis ain't going out into space and stopping them anybody knew about that well we're too busy we're too busy with other things right and let me tell you that could end that could end the world as we know it faster than anything we're in right now did anybody worry last night when we went to bed? When we went to sleep last night, and for, for some of us it was a little bit later than others, but when you went to sleep last night, did, did you ask, did anybody in here pray, Lord, please don't let the earth tilt two degrees on its axis toward the sun? Did anybody pray that last night? Do you know what would happen if the earth tilted toward the sun two degrees? Better get the Barachi sandals out, brother. And I'm telling you, this don't look good in a Speedo. So, I mean, you can only do so much. Nobody, you see, there are big fish, big concerns 
that we, who do we leave those in, who do we leave in control of those? When we finally come down to the, to the opinion of, you know what, I can't do anything about it, and so I might as well just let God control it. He's in control anyway. You know what, why don't we allow that in a, on a micro level and say, you know what, Lord, I've got, I've got a bill coming due at the end of the week, and, 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 and seeing how you've already got space taken care of, and seeing how the comets are missing the earth, and seeing how you love me, and seeing how you already paid the same price for me as you did the Apostle Paul. Hey, can you, um, could you if, if you could... Anybody ever done that? Yep. We had people, we had people that we didn't realize that came up and gave us money, not just for the amount of the bill, but in, cess, in excess of a bill. And, and we didn't know it was coming. We had just said, Lord, you got to take care of this. And you know what, you know what we do? We do. I, I can't speak for y'all. You all do it too. You can say amen there when we get ready. When it, if you do this too, you say amen real loud, okay? And don't, let, don't leave me up here alone. All right? You know what we do? We're like, oh no. Oh no. That bill's coming due. How are we going to make that? How are we going to make that? We weren't planning on that. What are we going to do? Lord, oh Lord, if you could do this. Oh Lord, if you could do that. Oh Lord, oh Lord, please, please. You know, it, it, Yet the big things, the big picture is sliding right by us, right? I have been young, and now I am old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Lord, 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 you got to do this. Lord, you got to... Oh, Lord, oh, oh, what are you going to do? Oh, oh. We had, a, we had a camper. We were selling our camper. And, and <laughs> if you've been by the house lately, it looks like a used car lot over there. You know, we got too many cars. I've, 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 you know, if you've been to my daughter's house, it looks like a used car lot over there. Lord just blessed. And right, right place, right time, you know, and, and didn't have to ask Vanessa for, you know, the million dollars in her first. Um, <laughs> We didn't, we didn't have room for a 38-foot camper. And we had some people, oh, you had some people, well, you know, they get it, well, I, you're asking this for it, but we, we got this, you're asking this, and, and, and finally, you know, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, people quit. We had a lady, we had a lady come over, and she looked at it like four times, and, and, and I told Vanessa, I said, you know, if she comes and looks at that one more time, I'm going to charge her rent. You know, we've done opened it up, closed it, opened it up, closed it. You remember it was sitting out there. You know, open up, close it, open up, close it, you know, and then, and then, and then snow flew. Open up, close it, open up, close it. And finally the lady says, well, I just don't know. I'm going to buy it for my son. I'm going to, I'm like, you know, yeah, I told Vanessa, I said, she wants to see it again. It's 50 bucks. What? Well, that's my, that's my time and effort going out there. And she's already, I mean, she's already practically made the bed, you know. She got, you know, she got, you know, food in the pantry. Get your food out there, lady. You ain't, this is, no, anyway, all right. Then all of a sudden, it dried up. And you know what the devil will do? When you're waiting on the Lord, and, and it seems like things go quiet or slack, 
Then the devil comes in and he starts this. See, you should have took that guy's offer. You know, he was a low baller. You should have took his offer. You know, now you're never going to get rid of it. Now it's never going to work. Now it's never. Has anybody ever, has anybody ever experienced that when the devil says, now, yeah, see, now, 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 now you should have done this because now it's never going to happen. It's never going to. You know what? The devil is a liar. Amen. We got a call. We got a call. It was like a month. We hadn't heard anything in a month. We're thinking, oh, brother, you know. We got a call, and the, and, the, and the people says, is this still available? It's been, up, it's been posted for whatever. Is this still available? Yeah, it's still available. Can we see it? Yeah. Can we, can we take it today? Absolutely. Came out, didn't dicker on the price. We showed them. You know, when I sell something, I try to tell everybody, this is what I know is wrong with it. I will show them what's wrong with it because I, I don't want them coming back and saying, man, you sold me a piece of junk. No, no, no. I told you everything I knew that was wrong with it. If you found something else, we can talk. But I, I showed you everything that I knew was wrong with it. While I was showing the guy what was wrong with it, the other guy was hooking up the truck. Before we could get to the bank in the morning, that camper was in Arkansas. <laughs> and they gave, they gave Vanessa a wad of bills like, like that. And I'm like, I'm like, minute. Right? <laughs> right? They, 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 gave, they gave Vanessa a wad of bills. We exchanged keys. I stepped out the camper. That thing was moving. It was, they had to be they, they'd, had a, they'd had another deal fall through. They'd had a week to work on it. The other deal fell through. The other trailer wouldn't pull that they were buying, whatever. And, and, and they had a job starting Monday. And this was like Friday night or whatever. They had a, Saturday? Was it Saturday? They had a job Monday in, in, in Arkansas. And they were going to live on, on some people's property in a camper until they could get some other place. And they didn't have no other place. And, and, we, and we were thinking we were running out of options. And all the while, the Lord says, you know, I know that you don't like the dicker. I know that they, and I know how you are. And I know that you, and we're just, if you just be patient, if you just wait on me, I'm going to see you through. And the next thing you know, that camper's gone and Vanessa, and Vanessa's living fat and sassy. I think, she went, I think she went and got her a couple, three more purses. I don't know. I her and Imelda Marcos, you know, the purses and shoes, you know. <laughs> Have we ever done that? Do we ever start sweating the details? We ever start sweating the little stuff and, and, never, and never really taking into account that if God's got the big stuff, he's got the little stuff. Amen. If God's got the little stuff, then... We can live and we can go to bed at night and sleep and have a good night's sleep. Amen. Right. And, and, and even, if, even if we don't wake up here in the morning, we're rest assured that we're going to wake up in his presence. That's right. And y'all just come home. I've, I've, I've left you all roadmap. Just, just get this and it'll tell you how to get home. Mm -hmm. right? better, better than GPS. Proverbs chapter 3. Mm. I think, I think what we're running into today in the, in the postmodern church era is that we have, we're long on sayings, but short on substance. Can I say that again? We are long on sayings. Everybody, everybody can quote a scripture, but we're short on the substance. The substance, you know, now faith is the evidence of things hoped for and the substance of things not seen. The substance of things so for evidence of things not seen. The substance, we're short on substance. 
Because we want the Bible to work, but we don't know exactly how it works. We don't know how to apply the Scripture to our life, and, and, and heaven forbid, but there are people in the world that say it's not applicable today. The Word of God's not applicable today. Let me just tell you, very, very, in very short fashion, liar, liar, pants on fire. If he is the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, he was, in the beginning, he was there, and in the end, he'll be there. And you know, the, the thing about the end is, in the beginning, we weren't with him, were we? How many of us are planning on being with him in the ending? Amen? Amen? We're in that Omega crowd. Proverbs uh, uh, chapter 3, verse 5, and it says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Ouch. You know what we do when we begin to sweat the small stuff? When we begin to sweat it, we're, we're saying, you know, God, I've got this. God, you step off the throne right here in this area, and I will get on it, and I'm going to try to do my very best. And you know what we can do? The Bible's very clear. What man can add one cubit to his stature when, when he worries about things? Right. The only thing worry will do will, will cause your hair to turn gray, and if you continue, it'll cause it to, it'll cause it to go away. It'll put wrinkles on your face. My, 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 dad, my dad said he called them worry lines. Why are we worrying? I think we're worrying because we didn't understand our value of kings and the Lord of lords. You see, if I thought I was bought at the discount bin, right? If, if I thought I was... I was, I was bought out of the $5 DVD bin at Walmart, you know, then, then that gives me some sort of sense of my own worth to the Lord, right? But you are top shelf with the Lord. Amen. We need to understand this. We need to understand that you are worth, you are worth something to God. It cost him Jesus' life. Amen? So we got to quit leaning on our own understanding. And then in all of our ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your paths. You know where we get into trouble? When we don't allow the Lord to direct our paths. When we start going out on our own, I, I, you, you guys have all heard the story. I probably should just skip it. But when we start going out on our own, it was, it was like a preacher that I knew one time that there, at, the, at the church they were at, there was a little pond back there, and he and, the, and one of the other pastors had, had stocked that little pond with bluegills. And, and so they, he was going back. He would go back before service every now and again to, to check out the bluegills, you know. And, and, and unbeknownst to this guy, a field tile had broken. Unbeknownst to him, a field tile had broken, and, he, and him and his wife were in, in, their, in that truck, and, and, and he says, well, well, before church, nobody's here yet. Let's go back there and check it out. And so they're driving back, you know. No need to put it in four-wheel drive because you know, it's dry, bone dry. Until they got over to the place where the field tile broke. And the crust was only about that thick. And, and when, when you put a, a, an 8,200-pound vehicle on a crust that thick, you know, 
And, and, and the guy's just excited about getting back there, checking out the bluegill, you know, the honey hole, you know. And, and, and all of a sudden, you know, he's looking at, 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 the, at the pond up here, and he's, and he's looking out the window, you know, and the, and the wife says, I don't think we're moving. I'm like, are you serious? The speedometer says 15 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, when all the wheels had broken through the crust and, the, and, and, and that F-250 is sitting on the frame, how many of you know that they don't go too good? You can try putting it in four-wheel drive. Go right ahead. The mud hole just laughs. You're going to be here a while. And then you look in the parking lot and all of a sudden a Chevy's pulled in and another Ford is pulled in. And so you get the Ford and you say, hey, before the Chevy guy sees this, get over here. <laughs> because sometimes, how many of you know, sometimes you need someone who ain't stuck to get you unstuck. That's why God puts us in our, each other's paths. Sometimes when I get stuck, I got, I'm going to call on some of y'all. I ain't even going to tell about the time Brother Dave got us off the dock and his phone went in and he decided to jump in after it. <laughs> Although I don't think he jumped. <laughs> me, me and my boy were in the boat with, with Dave. We were out salmon fishing. And I'm looking up front, and it's a kind of a windy day. We're coming in, you know, and wind pushes you away from the dock. And, and you go, <laughs> okay, it was gale force. <laughs> so, matter of fact, we were praying. You know, it was probably not the best best idea for me to start playing the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald when we still had an hour coming in. But anyway, <laughs> we get into the dock, and we're all thanking the Lord. You know, we're all we're all. By the way. I just tell you when when that first when we first crested that that first wave and we went down into the other one, and we duck dove into the other one and water came all the way over the boat. You know, right then we would have been a great time to have some people into baptism of the Holy Ghost because it was a charismatic tongue talking meeting right there, buddy. It was praying right there. What we were not. I mean, it was. A, I mean, it was like woo and. A, so when we finally get in and, we, and we're, you know, we're tied up, we're getting ready to tie up, I'm looking back at this way and, and Dave's up there grabbing the front one and, and, and I look back and I look over and he's gone and I'm like, I look at Dave, where's he at? And Andy goes, <laughs> we've had some adventures. Good ones, they've been fun. They've been fun. We didn't kill anybody yet, I don't think. Well, <laughs> said all that to say this you know what no man is an island you're not an island that's why god put us in the body so that we could fellowship with one another and boy did we fellowship last night but also so that we could help one another we got we to gotta, we gotta come to the, to the terms of this that we're not we're not we're not the lone ranger and let me just burst your bubble even the Lone Ranger is an oxymoron. Were you aware of that? The Lone Ranger, meaning last, none, zip, zilch, had a partner whose name was Tonto. My whole childhood was ruined. His faithful companion. You don't have a faithful companion if you're alone. All right. 
Okay. <laughs> in all of our ways, acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. And he's going to direct your path in such a way that he's going to put help in your way. No, I, I, I'm assured of this, that nobody will get to heaven. Nobody will, will stand before the Lord and they're going to say, Lord, I was all alone. Lord, you left me all alone. And he's going to say, but what about this person? What about that person? What about this person? That, that, and well, well, well I, I was waiting on you. And he said, but I sent them. But I was waiting on you. But I sent them. Okay. John chapter 7. Verses 37 and 39. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So, if Jesus said, he who believes in me, out of his, out of, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water, we have to ask ourselves a couple questions. Has Jesus been glorified? Yes. yes. Has the Holy Spirit been given? Yes. yes. Are rivers flowing? Yes, yes, and... That's a variable answer, isn't it? Because who can stop the flow of the river but one who decides to quench the Spirit or doesn't know. Who can stop the river's flow but that person who quenches the Holy Spirit? And if there was ever a time in, in, in our nation's history, yea, even world history, if there was ever the, a time that we need to not quench the Holy Spirit, it is today. It is these days in which we're living right now. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. He, he was given to us as a comforter. The, the Greek term for him is paraclete. He's the comforter. He's the helper. He's the teacher. If I don't know where to go, you know, I ask the Lord, show me. Show me what to do. If I don't understand the word, I go to the author. I don't, I, don't ask, I don't ask a commentator. I go to the author. The Bible is the only book ever written where the author stands by when someone reads it, hoping that they'll ask him a question. And you all thought people just liked likes on Facebook. Next time you read in your Bible, try this. I did it a couple times this week. We went through our verses this week. I did it a couple times. Oh, I like that. I wish there was a, I wish there was a thumb, you know. I, uh, one time this week, I, and by the way, I wasn't home. I was in the shop. One time this week, I was like, you know, give me a little heart. One time this week, because the word I was reading, I liked it. Well, you know what? I'll go even better than that. If, if you go back to Proverbs chapter 3, I'm sharing it. Everybody thought Facebook and, and, and Zuckerberg came up with that concept. No. 
We can like it. We can love it. We can share it. There's also times when I read it, I give myself a, a frowny face because I ain't living up to it. A sad face. But I'm up to it, amen? So the question is, if, if, if the Holy Spirit has been given, Jesus has been glorified, should not we allow the rivers of living water? Shouldn't that be flowing? And sometimes, sometimes how, we, we, as we're setting this up, sometimes we got to prime the pump. Sometimes when we, you know, I, I had this thing on my, on my desk for years. It said, you know, sometimes when you're up to your hind end and alligators, it, it, it's hard to remember that your prime objective is to drain the swamp. And sometimes, if we're all the time putting out fires, it's hard for us to remember the prime objective. But the prime objective of the Word of God is to, out of our bellies will flow rivers of living water. If we call upon Him and answer, where He leads, we will follow, and we will have the success. By the way, Jesus said that I come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. And the question bodes, are you living the abundant life? Jesus said, I come that you might have joy and that your joy might be complete. Are we living in complete joy? You know, sometimes when I look back over our, our life, we, we've, been, we've been married 40 years. Sometimes when I look back over our life and I can't make sense of hardly any of it, I just think, well, that's the joy of the Lord because Lord, Lord had to work through that spot. Lord had to put us through that spot. If he hadn't moved there, we would. And all of a sudden, something's inside of me and I start getting happy. You ever do that? You ever just have a thought or something that comes and, and all of a sudden you just start. She, she, she kills me. I'll be sitting there and I'll be thinking. I won't be, th you know, thinking anything in general, just going over some notes or whatever, talking, you know, praying maybe. And, and, and she'll be like, what you smiling at? What do you mean, what am I smiling at? Oh, you're smiling. Uh, what do you mean, what am I smiling at? Well, I was just thinking. What, well, what are, you, what are you thinking? Like, I, like I'm going to think something I shouldn't be thinking. I, I don't know. Well, what were you thinking? And, and, then, and then when I'm like, why, you know? And I found out, and, and guys, you know, when, when you married, when you married, you can't do this anymore. When I was single, I used to say, what are you doing, writing a book? And she'd say, yeah. And I'd say, well, skip that chapter and call it a mystery. <laughs> now it don't work. I'm going to tell you, it don't work. All right? I mean, you ever do that? Does God ever just overwhelm you to the point where you just start smiling? Maybe, maybe sometimes you just start getting happy in the Holy Ghost a little bit. Maybe sometimes, you know, people, you say, well, I don't want to do that. People think I'm this. What do you think they think now? <laughs> what do you, I mean, what do you think they think about us now? I mean, seriously, even the cool aren't cool forever. Cool marches on. If you, haven't, if you haven't figured that out yet, well, you have teenage kids. What was cool in my dad's day was not cool in mine. And what was cool in my day, I found out pretty, in pretty short fashion, isn't cool to my kids. Matter of fact, oh, dad. Dad. You know, up until, up until they turned teenagers, you know, I, I could kiss Vanessa and they didn't say nothing about it. They're just like back in the back, you know, doing what? Looking for Happy Meal toys, whatever. But the minute that they turn 13, I give Vanessa a kiss. Oh, Dad, that's gross. Okay, fine. 
Your time's coming. Just wait. Dad's got a long memory. Somebody gonna, some, somebody gonna, you know, Bible says you reap what you sow. I'll just be, I'll just be upholding the word. Mm. Go, go with me to Matthew chapter, t- chapter 10, verse 5. Matthew chapter 10, verse 5. Either that clock stopped or I've got hours to preach. Whew, hallelujah. No, I'm just kidding. Don't nobody look back there. I'm just kidding. Again, in verse number five, these 12 uh, Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter into into the city of, of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely have you received, freely give. Now, notice in, in, in Matthew's gospel, he is limiting his scope. He's sending these guys out and he says, I want you to go to the, to the house of Israel. All right. I want you to go to them first and see what he tells them to do. He says, you know, he, he says, tell them that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then he says, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely have you received, freely give. In Luke's gospel, the, the, the 12th chapter and, and verse number 12 he tells this same group, he says, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Now, we have a lot of people today that are, that are, are coming into a new experience with the Holy Spirit, and they're like, but what if I say it wrong? Well, I don't want to say something that's displeasing. I don't want to say, that, you know what? The Holy, if the Holy Spirit is going to teach you what you ought to say in that hour or instruct you what you ought to say in that hour, then you just got to be willing to speak what the Lord puts in your heart. It doesn't say that the Holy Spirit will send you an email and they want you to get up and recite it. Remember those recitations that they used to do in church? Man, I love those recitations. They would get up and they, you know, that one, one, one guy here in town used to do one called John 3.16. Man, it was awesome. It was awesome. And then I heard another guy do it and I thought, whoa, man, I thought that guy did that. And I heard another lady do it. And I thought, whoa, I thought that. And it come to find out it wasn't, it wasn't even theirs. I mean, it, you know, and, and, and so what happens if we try to do a recitation, then we're not getting a fresh word from the Holy Spirit. And if we do the fresh word from the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit then will, will give us what we need to say. He will instruct us in that hour what we need to say. Man. All right. Setting some things up for you. Let's, let's get over to the, to the meat of the chapter. Mark chapter 16. The new commit, the great commission in Mark's version is, is awesome for us. Now the great commission is always awesome, but the great commission in, in Mark's gospel is, is awesome. I'm going to begin reading in verse number 14. And if you've if you got the right Bible, it's on page 1502. Mark 16, 14. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Now think about this. 
These, these people came back, and it wasn't just the guys. It was the, the ladies came back. And they said, we've seen him. He's alive. He's alive. We've seen him. And, and, and some of them were there, and they, they said, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, you're just, you're just grieving. You're just mourning. And, and they said, no, 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 we've seen him. We talked about Thomas a couple of weeks ago, how, how Thomas got the name, the moniker, the doubter. And you know what? You know what he told Thomas? It's, it's amazing what he told Thomas. Thomas could have been blessed, but he didn't. He wasn't blessed because because Jesus told Thomas, he said, Thomas, you see me and you believe because you touched me. Because you put your hands in my side because you touched my wounds, you see and you believe. But you know what he said about us? He said, blessed are they who have never seen, yet believe. Happy, happy, blessed, blessed translates double happy. Happy, happy are those who, who believe without seeing or without touching his hands. Thomas didn't receive that blessing. We did. That blessing is ours. We can, we can be happy in the Lord because we believe in Him whom we haven't seen. All right? Okay. And so here in Mark, He's rebuking some of those, and Thomas was one of them. And, after, and, and He said to them, Go into all the world. Now, he just gave them a, a rebuke. Now, what's the difference between the disciples and, and the early church and us? If somebody gives you a rebuke, you get mad and leave. They don't stick around for the go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Matter of fact, some of them, some of them get so mad that, that they're, they're coming under a, a, a discipline of the church that they, they'll just give up and just and go fishing. Ain't going to go back there no more with all them rules and regulations. Don't care if I acted like a fool. That ain't on the church. That's on you. All right. He said, go into, after the rebuke, and that's important for us to get this, after the rebuke, he commissioned them. You know what that means? That means even if you've fallen, there remains a call. Even if we stumbled, even if we tripped, there remains a call. God ain't done with you yet. The Lord's not done with us yet. If you woke up this morning, he has a call on your life. If you woke up today, it is our obligation to find out and to find the center of his will and to begin walking in it. He may want us to go talk to our neighbor. He may want us to, to tell somebody at Walmart, wherever we go out to, to, to dinner today. He may want us to say, the Lord loves you. Right. You say, well, I, I, don't, I don't like talking to strangers. Somebody talk to you. You were a stranger once. And let me just, let me just throw this in there for, for, for biblical strength. We're told to beware, not, not to fail to entertain strangers. For in doing so, some have entertained angels unaware. Some. Do you ever have an encounter with someone that that person was they were different. They weren't, they weren't, you know, you ever had an encounter with someone like that? And, and you're in, and, and a little bit later on, you ask somebody, Hey, did you ever see someone? No, never. Mm -hmm. 
we had a garden. We had a garden over, over at the shop before they built all the, the West End up, down a compa- compound. We had a garden. They used to have gardens, employee gardens. And our garden was the hardest, least watered, most weedy plot of ground, rocks. They, I think everybody threw their rocks in our plot. And man, we worked and worked and worked and had an old, uh, old five-horsepower Sears four-tine rototiller. You know those kind, the jackhammer on wheels. <laughs> Most of the time, it, it, you'd be going and you'd get about that deep in the ground and, and it'd hit a rock and, it, and it'd be this high off the air and, and, the, and off the ground. And you'd get right back at it again, you know, and, and, and you'd go home. And back in those days, it was Absorbing Junior, you know. Somebody should have bought stock in Absorbing Junior, one day we, we, we had it all we had it all plowed off, had the had the rocks laid down to one end and we were laying in potatoes. Now my kids were there playing in the water spigot, you know, and, and you know how kids will do. They back then they did they weren't afraid of mud. And um Vanessa was up, she was setting beans in and I'm and I'm putting the potatoes in. And all of a sudden, between Vanessa and I, right on the edge of our plot, this woman appeared. Now, we were in the center of 10 acres, and this woman appears. And she goes, ah, those are going to be some fine potatoes. I maybe had like two or three potatoes in the ground. Those are going to be some fine potatoes. Man, the year before, we didn't even, we didn't even, we couldn't even grow a healthy weed crop. I said, well, thank you. I thank you. And I'm reaching into my bag to grab another one and cut it, you know, and put it in there. And I I looked up at Vanessa, and I said, where'd she go? Ten acres. Cut a potato. Thank you. Looked at Vanessa. Where'd she go? Vanessa goes, I don't know. We looked, there was nobody to the east, nobody to the south. The railroad tracks was there. Nobody to the west. Our car was the only one in the lot. No, the north. Two months later, we went out there and we started digging those potatoes. And every plant had at least 10 huge potatoes on it. Huge in concrete hard dirt. Don't be afraid to entertain strangers because in doing so, some have entertained angels unaware. We had an encounter with an angel. We never, we never, we never grew another garden like that there ever again. But that year, that year, We just don't know. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Man, 
It's pretty simple. You just got to believe in the Lord. Now, now, when I say believe in the Lord, I don't say, I'm not saying believe in him. And we've talked about this time and time again, like little kids believe in Santa Claus. I'm talking about believe in him like, 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 like we did out there on that, on that stormy day on, on Lake Michigan, 10 miles out in the middle with, no, with, no, with nothing except the occasional beam of light from the lighthouse. You put on a life jacket. You get your life jacket ready. Because if that boat goes down, you're going to have to stay afloat. And even the best folk can't tread water out there that long. Or like a plane, you're in a plane and the, and the plane's getting ready to go down. You know, I always love that. They say, you know, your, your, your seat can be used as a flotation device. I don't care about the flotation device. I want the, I want the floaty device. Get me out the air. Right? We're going down, you know, 120 miles an hour toward the earth. Yeah, I need a flotation device. I've got enough body mass I can float if we hit. You know, I need something to slow me down. <laughs> All right. And these signs will follow those who believe. Now, this is important. If you don't have this highlighted in your word, man, I've got this one highlighted, marked up. I've got it. These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils, they will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Is that what your Bible says? Are we seeing that? Oh, there's pockets here and there. But it says these signs shall follow them who believe. Either Jesus lied or some of these people that are saying they believed lied. If I got to pick, I'm picking the people. Because the people ain't doing what Jesus said was available. If I've got to pick somebody lying, it ain't going to be Jesus because he can't lie. So if these signs aren't following them who believe, then what's wrong? Who got it wrong? Not Jesus. Right? So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and he sat down at the right hand of God. You know why he sat down? Because he just commissioned us. He sat down and he's expecting us to get her done. What did we hear last week in the conference? Too many people saying, Lord, if you could just do this. Lord, if you could just do that. Jesus sat down. He said, you. Remember what he told his disciples? He said, you know, they were, there were 3,000 people gathered around together, and they said, they said, Lord, they've been here for three days, and surely they're hungry. Why don't you send them home to get something to eat? And Jesus looked right at his disciples, right in their face, and he said, you give them something to eat. What were they thinking? I mean, we, 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 can't, go, we can't go down to, the, you know, to the, you know, Jacob's Deli and get enough food for all these folks. We don't have enough money. What are we going to do? One of them was looking and said, hey, 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 hey. I found this little boy. He's got a Happy Meal. You know, a couple loaves and some fish. Man, I got, he's got a Happy Meal. Jesus said, leave him the toy. Bring the meal. No. And Jesus took it and he blessed it. And he began to break it up. 
Remember, one, 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 one bag with three loaves and some fish. And they took up 12 baskets of leftovers. You know, we gotta come to the we gotta come to the conclusion in our own lives that, that our God's not not enough. Can I say that again? Our God isn't enough. He's way too much. And he doesn't do anything halfway. He who has begun a good work in us is faithful and will complete it. You know, the only thing that we have to do is just get up in the morning and say, here I am, Lord, what are we going to do today? Where are you going to have me go today? We need to, as a price, quit ordering the Lord or quit saying, Lord, would you do this? Lord, would you do that? Because he's telling us, you do that. I've given you all authority. I put the power in your hands. Verse number 20. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Are we going out and preaching everywhere? Or are there some? Are there some? You know, Lord, you're going to have to send somebody else. Me and, him had a, me and him had a falling out. Lord, you're going to have to send somebody else. I'm not going to do it. And you know what the Lord's going to say to us when we get to, when we get to heaven? If we read the parable of the minas and the parable of the talents, right? And he sends us to a person. He sends us to do a job. It may just be one person. You know what he's going to tell us, Pastor? You know, Lord, I was, I was afraid of that man. I was, I, he offended me. And, and I knew that, I know, Lord, that you were going to send him to hell. But I was afraid of that man. And I didn't want to, and, and, but, but you know what, Lord? I, 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 didn't, I didn't turn him down. I just didn't go to him. You know what that is? That is, I took my mina and I buried it. And you know what the Lord's going to tell him on that day? Depart from me, you wicked servant. If you knew that I reaped where I had not sown, at least you should have done was taken that miner or that talent and put it in the bank that I, when I returned, I might have at least accepted and received mine with interest. And it says, bind him hand and foot and cast him, cast him into outer darkness. There's a price to be paid. We can either choose to love and obey him and serve him, or we can choose to not. That's our decision. The fact that he saved us, and he paid the same price for each of us that he did for the Apostle Paul, that should encourage us to say, you know what? I'm worth something to him. I meant something to him. And now the, now the question then comes, if, if you find worth in something or you find worth in someone, do they find worth in you? Have you ever loved someone that didn't love you back? Have you ever tried to befriend someone who at every turn they, 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 they put you down and didn't want to be your friend? Vanessa and I have a, have a couple that we, we, we man, we, we tried. We, we are darndest to be their friends. And, and we just, they just, for whatever reason, we were not their, their friend stock. For whatever reason. I don't know how many times I fixed that guy's computer. I don't know how many times, you know, hey, hey, hey. Matter of fact, the guy said to me one time, he goes, man, you must think the only time I ever come around is when I want something. 
You know, you want to do that movie, McFly. Hello, McFly. And finally, you know, it, just, it just came to the point where every effort had been expended and it was not reciprocated. It made us feel terrible. We were like, no, we've tried. We've tried everything we could and, and you just... So go on. Go on. But know this, that one day, one day the Lord's going to say, you know what? I sent so-and-so to you. And you didn't receive them. What you say, whoa, 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 wait. Wait, you mean everything is, I don't believe in chance. I believe every encounter that we have is, is an encounter, either for good, for our good, or for someone else's good. Every encounter that you have, you know, understand this. It's either going to be for our good or for the good of the people that we are having that meeting with. And that's the way we got to look at it because nothing happens by chance. There are no coincidences in, in the Christian's life. God puts people in our path. Now, are we going to be blessings? Are we going to represent Jesus to them? Or are we going to represent what would become the modern day church where oh i like you if you're in my clique i like you if you're in my if you're in my if you're in my social circle my social get i like you you know what i i've, I've said this time and time again but but the, the but the, the the fact of the matter is is that some people only like you if you're in their group mm-hmm. and if you're not in their group man, man you better hope you don't ever need them because crickets mm-hmm. right you better hope there there've been people that there've been people that we've helped when they got out of the hole that they were in when they got up and out the hole smoke you know as a believer as a believer we need to seek opportunities to allow that river we talked about earlier to flow in the lives of other people. We need to seek opportunities to let our light shine. And which light is shining? Which light is shining? Uh, there's a person right now that, that, that he, he told me, he says, well, you don't, don't make me angry because I get mad, man. You, just don't, you don't even want to be around me when I'm mad. I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's a, I, I, I read where you know, anger is a, a fruit of the Spirit. Not the Spirit of God. But a fruit of the spirit, nonetheless, a spirit, an evil spirit. If you have to, if you have to predicate your life with a warning, man, don't don't tick me off. You do, you'll be sorry, you know. <laughs> right? How about this? Let your light so shine before men that the lost people will see. And give God glory. Man, I'm glad I ran into that guy. I'm glad God put me in that guy's path. I'm glad. I can say that. I'm glad God put you in my path. Nothing but blessings the whole time. Nothing but. I'm glad God put put us together. And if you can say that, then you're in the family of God. I've got natural family I can't say that with. 
but I'm in the family of God, and I've got, we've got people all over this world. We've, we've, got, we've got people in England right now that they put me and Brother Dave together. I've, I've got Bishop Adu in, 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 in Nigeria. I'm glad God put us together. We've got, people, we've got people all over this country. By the way, just in case you didn't know, we ask for people that, we ask for people that, you know, you want to be put on the prayer chain. When those prayer requests come in, especially if someone says, please pray, this is urgent, this is a need. And do you realize that there are over 2 million people on the prayer chain? When you send a prayer request to the river, especially if, you know, especially if it's an urgent, especially if it's a, we need something now, that goes out and over 2 million people are praying. Contacts we made when the Lord put, put, put a situation into our life where we had to trust Him or give up. Right? And we had some people just say, you know, wow, you know, a stage four, boy, that's, a, that's terrible. You know, most people never come back from stage four, especially the size of that one. And I, and I had some people that I love, and I had to tell them right in my own house, shut up. We're not going to have that in this house. We're going to speak blessing. We're going to speak healing. We're going we're to speak. My, dear people, and I respect them highly, but I had to say enough of that. We're not going to believe that here. We're going to receive the, the, the blessing of the Lord. His blessings make, his rich, make us rich, and by His stripes we were healed. Amen. Don't speak doubt in here. We're talking faith. Amen. Right after that, after two of the, 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 the finest men I ever knew, were, were, were telling me how big the cancer was and how, how bad and devastating it can be. Again, re- lovingly rebuked them in my living room. Got a hold of a friend of mine. Said, man, we need prayer and we need prayer bad. We've got a bad report. And two million people took to their knees and said, Lord, they didn't even know J.C. and Vanessa. There's a, woman, there's a woman by the name of Vanessa way up in Indiana. Some of them were in Texas. Some of them were in Hawaii. Some of them were all over. There's a woman named Vanessa, and she needs you, Lord. She needs your, a touch. They've got a bad report, and it's not looking good. And all of a sudden, we get down to Indianapolis, and the doctor says, you know what? I think they may have misdiagnosed you up there. I think it's not stage four. If it is, it's in the early stages, and we can take it all out. It's got a, it's got a, it's got a good margin. We can take them all out. May have to, may have to go into a few lymph nodes, but you're going to be fine. Matter of fact, her, her, the oncologist came in and said, "You're going to come to my retirement party." There's hope in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I remember when when my son was going through a trial, and it looked like it was the end. There was a separation. There was, a, there, was, there, was, there was some trouble in the land. And, 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 and he was like, Dad, you've got to pray. Dad, you've got you, you to help me. I don't know what to do. I'm at, the, I'm at my wit's end. Those same people. Two million, over two million now. And we need your prayers. And they begin to call out his and his wife's name before the Lord. That was over a year ago. I mean, they had separated. They began to call out their names and say, Lord, fix this. Lord, you can repair this. Lord, you want them to be together. 
And within four months' time, God brought a miracle. God brought, God brought them back together, and they're still together today. There's power in prayer because we serve the living God. We serve the God who sees. He is El Shaddai. He sees us. Wherever we're going to a high place or a trial, let me encourage you today, don't go through it alone. Amen. Say, Lord, I, I know you're here. You said you'd never leave me. I need you. Tell him that you need him. Reach out to him. And all of a sudden, you'll begin to feel from, from, from somewhere outside of you and inside of you, if you've allowed the Holy Spirit to take residence, from outside and inside, something will come alongside you and begin to lift you up out of the miry clay that you're in. His name is Jesus. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for the revelation, Lord, today that we are worth so much to you and you care for us. And so, Lord, today, allow us that we would cast our cares upon you because you care for us. Lord, forgive us when we tried to carry our burdens all by ourselves. Forgive us, Lord, when we forgot that you were near and Lord God, we just ask today, as we heard in your word, we believe in you, Lord. So Lord, let those rivers of living water begin to flow from our heart right now. Because our land is parched and dry. And only you, only you can save this land. And Jesus, it's in your mighty name. And all God's people said, Amen and amen. God bless. God bless. If there's anybody that needs prayer today, we'll be around. God bless those of you joining us on the, on the internet and, and the radio. And uh, we'll hope to see you next Wednesday. God, God bless you. If you need prayer, we're here. We're here for you. Otherwise, God bless you. It looks like. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us here at the river, you can email us at study at riverwc, all one word, dot org. Again, that's email to study at riverwc, dot org. God bless you.